right, guys, welcome into Speaking Socks. I'm Aiden. I'm Ben. And uh, we're here again, finally bringing you another Socks episode. Uh, the last one we brought you was May 23rd, and a lot has changed since then. Um, this is episode 15. Uh, check us out on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that under Tipsy Tailgate Media. We've got great stuff coming out now. We've got a rap music podcast out already called Queued Up. It's also on Spotify and TikTok, Tipsy, the Tipsy Tailgate, um, all sports, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever it is, we're talking it um, also on all those platforms. We're also coming out with uh, a bunch more uh, content in, in different uh, uh, topics like baseball, sports betting. Um, more specifically, we have a new show coming out called Prospects Perspective, which um, we will be interviewing MLB uh, up and coming players and prospects, minor leaguers, and kind of talking to them on how their journey has been, um, the coolest experiences, their challenges, all that stuff. And our first episode is actually coming out tomorrow with uh, Padres AAA player Matthew Batten, uh, who's been absolutely phenomenal this year, second in the entire Pacific Coast League runs scored. Um, so please check out that. Uh, also on YouTube, that will be Tipsy Bets. The boys are 12 and four since starting. So, I mean, if you like money and you like betting, you got to follow us on Twitter at Tipsy Bets, um, Tipsy Bets TTM. And, and of course, we've got more stuff coming in under the works. But as of right now, this is Speaking Socks, and we're here to talk Red Sox baseball. Um, I mean, Ben, what are your thoughts so far since May 23rd, uh, since we last left you guys? What, how have the Sox been? So, yeah, I mean, heading into that stretch when we last left off, uh, I believe we were saying that this was going to be the biggest stretch of the Red Sox season, and thus far it has been. Uh, so far, they're... They're changing, uh, they're fixing all their issues that they were having earlier in the season for the most part. Uh, they're playing team baseball, which is something that we didn't see them doing earlier this season. Uh, as we kept complaining about and ranting about, uh, I, for one, was definitely ranting about it. When they hit, they couldn't pitch, and when they pitched, they couldn't hit. But recently, that hasn't been the case. Uh, they just came off of that major West Coast trip, and as I'm speaking right now, they just had a two-run dinger. Um it was Dugo, so Doogie finally getting going again a little bit. That was his fourth home run in the season, so that's huge. Actually, but, I have a little tidbit about that. That was his first home run since April 16th. That's crazy. That That's far too long. That is, that is what, two months? That's almost two months since he last well, hit his home run. Exactly, yeah. Since he hit his home run. So, you know, he's got to be better. Uh, obviously, get just a dinger, but if he can get going, uh, this will be from a great offense to an absolutely elite offense. So, uh, yeah, everyone's – I would say the people you need to be playing well are playing well right now, Aiden. I, I think that's the key to this. Uh, that's the key to all sports, I'd say. Your best players have to be your best players in order to win. It's an obvious statement, but it's a true statement. So, uh, right now that's happening. Uh, biggest standout to me, uh, the MVP of the team, Raphael Devers, batting 333, 16 home runs, 40 RBIs. So, you know, those are, uh, to this point, MVP caliber numbers, which is where we thought he would be. So, yeah, he's got to be the biggest standout thus far. Hey, I love that. Um, obviously, Rafi has been the cornerstone of this team. Uh, him, Xander, and JD, of course, absolutely tearing it up so far. Yeah. 
Um, and just to touch on that, some guys that have been doing well and, and have been doing well, I'll get to that in just a second. But as of right now, we are up eight to one in today's game that's going on as we as we uh, are recording this. And we're eight and two, hoping to extend that to nine and two in our last 11. Um, this would be our third win in a row. And we're fourth in the AL East. Um, we're going to touch on the on this division and, and why AL East is maybe the best division in all of baseball history. All of sports, maybe. All this of this sports is crazy. This is a great. This is crazy. And, yeah. And, and, you know, we're going to go into that right now, actually. So I have a crazy stat for you guys looking at this. So looking at run differential, run differential, obviously the amount of runs scored versus the amount of runs allowed um, for division in the MLB this year. So far, all right, as of June 15th today, the Red Sox and the AL East as a whole have 190 cumulative AL, um, cumulative run differential. That differential, um, the second division behind that is 103 for the NL, NL West. So you're just looking at such a big gap. Let me say that again. The 190 runs that the, let me rephrase that 190 run differential cumulative cumulative for the AL East is first. And the second division behind that is the NL West with 103 as of right now. That's just such a big gap. Yeah. And it, I mean, if there's no other metric that shows you that, that is such a clear metric on wow, the AL, AL East might be the best division in all of sports history this year. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's been exceptional. I mean, look at the freaking Yankees, 45 and 16 at this point, 45 and 16, a winning percentage of 74%. That, that is unheard of in the game of baseball, a game who many would argue a game of chance in, in a lot of instances. Uh, you win 74% of your games. Uh, that, that's, that's wildly impressive. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. And then you have the Rays at 35 wins, the Blue Jays at 36 wins, the Blue Jays, I must say huge injury with, uh, Hyunjin Ryu, uh, the other day, uh, he's out for the season. I think that's going to hurt them tremendously this season. Uh, but yeah, to your point, the AL East has been exceptional. And I mean, just to put the Yankees into perspective on how good they've been doing so far, they have 129 run differential. So that's yeah, first right. in the league by, I think, 21 runs. I mean, 21 runs. That's what? I don't know. Five, six games worth of, of dominating baseball. Just that shows you the lengths they've been yeah. a, a head and shoulders above every other team. And it, it's not just their offense. It's their defense and their pitching, too. Their pitching Two things I thought they would game. struggle with. Exactly. I mean, they're pitching their bullpen, their starting rotation. I mean, Nestor Cortez, I mean, all, all the Italian, they're all doing a phenomenal job right now. Yeah. And, you know, as Red Sox fans, you have to give them credit, but I don't know if, if that's going to last. I mean, I know that there's, they suffered some injuries in the bullpen and you know, that happens throughout the year, but I don't think this, I don't think this rotation is going to stay as dominant as it's been so far. And I mean, I guess it's kind of obvious that they have to regress a little bit because right now they're on a tear, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think that there's a lot of space for aggression. I do also think that the Yankees, I mean, as a Yankee, if you're a Yankee fan, you probably hate to hear it, but I think they're due for a, uh, uh, a big injury here and there. I mean, it just seems like it always happens or, or, or a judge meltdown in the playoffs. So, you know, Yankee fans are all high and mighty. I'm fine with the Sox right now. It might not look like it. We're fourth in the AL East and we're two games back from the Rays who are third in the AL East, but we're in the wild card right now. We are yeah, a yeah. wild card team. 
Yes, they have the new rules. Now it's three wildcard teams. So we are the third wildcard team. All three wildcards are from the AL East, mm-hmm. again, on the on, on how strong this division is. But I like where we're sitting right now. At, at this point, I think we're hot. We're playing good ball. Chris Sale's coming back soon. I don't know. He's starting his rehab, I believe, in the coming weeks. Maybe we get him by the end of the month, uh, beginning of July, maybe. You know, James Paxson, maybe mid-July, whatever it is. You know, yeah. I'm fine with I'm fine with that. And I honestly think we might be a move away from kind of making that dominant jump because it's, it's like we have two acquisitions this deadline. We get yeah. Sale, we get Paxson. Say we grab a first baseman instead of yep. Bobby's shitty doll back. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And you look at it in the division race I'm talking about right now, just looking at purely from the divisional race perspective, we add Sale, we add Paxson. Yeah. Toronto Blue Jays just lose, what, their second best pitcher, I would say? Probably, probably their third. Well, now they've third. lost, so probably their third, yeah. So, I mean, still a very important asset for them. And we add our, what, would be yeah. two of our three best pitchers? Yeah, and, and Jose Barrios has been awful this year. So, so you know, it's not like a- you're getting much help there. That's a major swing right there on two teams that I would say are very close talent wise. Uh, I would say that's a huge swing in the Red Sox direction. So, you know, I think they overtake the Jays due to health reasons. If given, I know it's a a big if, if Sale can stay healthy and produce at the level that uh, we need him to. I say we jump the Blue Jays and if, uh, well, not even if, I think we have more talent than the Rays. So I think that we're due to pass them anyway. So I think the Red Sox are in a really good spot to surge right now. I agree. I really, I honestly, I, I see, I don't see a scenario in which Sale and Paxton fully return and barring any huge injury. I think we went, I think we're second in this division by the end yeah, of the year. I, agree. I, think, I think so because like you said, the pitching, we had pitching. I also think that Heim's been very conservative. Hey, maybe it's time to sell a guy from, from the farm and, and go grab a big piece first baseman. Yeah. Like I said, you know, it might be about time to do that and make that extra push. I'm sure the Yankees aren't done with their spending because, you know, they just love to spend that deadline and, and get whoever and, and all these pieces. So you got to expect that. I honestly think, you know, we're playing great ball. We're going to get two of our pitchers back. We might make a move. Whatever it is, it looks like we're kind of trending up. Even when we've been playing not that great, the Blue Jays, they're losing pieces. They haven't really – I mean, Jose Barrios has been a big disappointment. Um, I think Vladdy and, and Boba Shett aren't playing. Boba Shett might be, play, might be uh, I might be wrong on that, but I think Vladdy isn't playing uh, to his standards as uh, this far in the season. Um, and then you look at the Rays. I mean, <clears throat> they're not, I mean, just look at them statistically. Yeah, they do it all, but who who's going to be their big at bat guy? I mean, is yeah, it they- Wonder Franco, but he's, what is he, he's 20 years old, 21? I mean, let's get real. No, and, and I, I know Wander is a great player, a fantastic player. And I don't want this to come out the wrong way. The Rays don't have that sense of star power that yeah. the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees have, and even the Toronto Blue Jays have. The, the Rays don't have that it factor about them. I don't know what it is. I know Wander's amazing, a great player, does everything, five to a player, all that. They just don't strike me to have as if they have the, the pop in their lineup and the stars and uh, – the charisma, the energy, um, the fire that teams like the Red Sox and the Yankees have. So, you know, I, I, I honestly, I think the Rays are a bit fraudulent, to be honest. I always have. I always have thought that they're a bit fraudulent. I know that they go to the World Series, but are they going to win it? No, they're not going to win it. 
Because you know what? They don't have that star power. You need that star power in the game of baseball. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think the Rays are that odd team out. I think that if they do make the wild card, it's either the fourth or the, the third team in the wild card, um, or they miss out on the on the playoffs just because, like you said, not only do they not have the star power, but, you know, I mean, it's a lot of young pitching. It's a lot of young players. They traded Austin Meadows before the season. Like, they're kind of relying on the, that last string of talent. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they need a really big step up from some of their key players right now if they want to get that production um, that they I think they think they could replicate. In yeah, no, I'm sorry not to cut you off, Aiden, but just to touch upon the Blue Jays a little bit, like you were just talking about, uh, Vladimir Guerrero, Bo Bichette, and George Springer all hitting well under 300. So yeah. I would say that's underperforming. Regardless of their power numbers, you've got to be hitting closer to at least 300 in the 290s range. They're all 270 and lower. So to me, that's not good enough. Yeah. And then in comparison to the Sox stars, Rafael Devers, 332 with a 609 slugging. Like that's, yeah. Uh, Xander, 327 average um, with an on base percentage of 397. Okay? JD Martinez, 341, eight home Three, runs. Yep. And, and he's got a 413 on base percentage. You know, I mean, these, these are, we have two players that are on the, the doorsteps of uh, a one point, a thousand OPS right on the doorstep. Um, is Rafi and JD. Now, in terms of people that are disappointing, it's a hundred percent the guys that, that you kind of expected to, to be teetering along that line. Kike Hernandez hitting 209, 273 on base percentage. That can't happen, especially yeah, he's, as he's been hitter, awful. He's year. been awful. He starts, he starts the year as a leadoff hitter. And, and I mean, you can't, you, you can't have those numbers. You got to be an on base monster if you're going to, if you're going to be yeah. in the top of the lineup. And, you know, obviously he's not doing it. So he's, he's not going to get that production and that, that spot in the lineup anymore. But, Alex Verdugo, who started the year as one of the best players on the team, if not the best. Yeah, um, yeah. We had him at one at one point in our power ranking. Yep. Yeah, and, and he deserved it at that point. Yeah, he now did. he's hitting 243. And like we just said, first home run since April 16th. Um, other guys, you know, Trevor Story, 218. I mean, he had he had the hot streak and then he cooled off, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's Which one of was the- expected after being that hot. hundred percent. You're never gonna replicate that that amount of, of success over a week and a half, two weeks. However, with that being said, I would like there to be an evening off point with him where if he's honestly with a guy like him, I'll accept him batting 250 between 250 and 270. If he hits about 35 home runs, I'll be okay with that. But batting below 220, that that's unacceptable. That is, that is bad. You, you can't be doing that. Yeah. I'd even, I honestly, I'd even, I would be fine with a 230 average if he hits over 30 home runs. But it's just, you know, the power comes in spurts and the average isn't there. So, you know, he's another guy that we have to keep an eye on. Bobby Dalbeck, 199, and he's only got five home runs. Um, He's been – one thing I'll give a credit him for, he's been very clutch this year, very clutch. Most of his his hits or home runs have been in huge late-game situations. Um, So I'll give him that. But, you know, I think – I think his time as the starter on the Sox is nearing the end. I think either whether it's a deadline move or Casas or um, keeping Frank, uh, Franchi Cardero as the main guy at first. I know he's not the best fielder at first, but, you know, we'll, we have to figure something out because Bobby's bat isn't cutting it. Well, the, the, this is what's so frustrating 
the thing that pisses me off the most about the way the Red Sox are constructed, you don't have a first baseman. And we've been saying it all year. How yeah. do you go through the entire season last year not having a first baseman, needing to trade for Kyle Schwarber, who isn't a natural first baseman, and frankly, wasn't a very good first baseman. He was just a good hitter. And then this year, you're coming into this season, okay, you let Schwarber walk. That's understandable. Uh, wanted a lot of money. Didn't play the position in the first place. Never really fit on the team. He never really had a spot on the team, even though he played very well. He just didn't really fit in the lineup. Address first base. you got to address it. You have to do something. You can't just wait for Casas to develop and develop and develop. This team needs to win right now. And, and I, I don't want to shit on them. They've been playing very well. Uh, they've been hot recently. But you need to address first base. That's unacceptable. I really think that's unacceptable. Hey, I completely agree with that. I think that's something that we have to look into at the deadline, if not sooner. Um, and then just to wrap this episode up, you know, guys that have been very impressive. I'm going to say the entire pitching staff as a whole. Yeah. Pavetta, 3-5 ERA. He's been amazing. Evaldi turned it around recently, playing very well recently. 3-1-6. He's been, he's been electric recently. Michael Waka, still hot. I mean, he had a bad start. I think his last start um, was, was probably his worst start. If I'm not mistaken, he was still, due for a bad start, though. Yeah, he was still out of two, three, three ERA, easily our best as a starter. Um, I mean, Garrett Whitlock, you know, he's kind of in like this whole transition period. Like, no, he, I don't know if Cora hurt, hurt his motivate. I know that he made that sliding play um, maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago. And since then, he, he's been a little off. So I know, and I've seen him, there's been clips of him limping after pitching. I don't know what his deal is at the moment, but, you know, we need him. We definitely need him down the stretch and for most of the year. So hopefully everything's figured out with that. Tanner Houck has been has been coming in in yep. relief. Um, you know, I really li- would like to see him be a starter guy just because, you know, with Sale and, and uh, Paxson coming back and how the rotation's been doing right now, we could have a dominant five guys if yeah, Houck was that guy. You know, we could also use the long relief slash closing um, setup guy. You know, he's doing the job. Austin Davis, uh, Diekman, you know, he's been good. Danish has been all right. Um, Sawamura, you know, he's lowered his, his ERA. Robles still under uh, a 3-3. Listen, um, no one in this bullpen has been awful. And that's really surprising. Um if, if you were to say at the beginning of the season, what do you think the biggest problem with this team is going to be? You'd say the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, the, the bullpen was not expected to be decent at all. They were expected to be horrendous. And I know it sounds kind of sad to say, but I think we should be happy to this point that they haven't been awful. They've been doing their job. They've been doing their part. Completely agree with you on that. Um, and unless you have anything else to touch on, I think that's all for us today on Speaking Socks. Like I said, tune in to tomorrow's episode with Matthew Batten. Um, you know, he's going to be an amazing guest. I already know it. Um, one more time, Matthew Batten, AAA for the Padres in El Paso, in El Paso, um, the Chihuahuas. He's a standout right now. He's playing unreal. Um, he's hitting just under 300. He's got nine home runs, 28 RBIs. He's, uh, just under, um, a thousand OPS. Um, and I think he's, he's leading the team in runs scored. He's second in the entire Pacific coast league in runs scored. So tomorrow tune in. Um, and I think that's all. So, uh, thanks for watching and we'll see you guys next time. See ya.